Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So this week is kind of special because we will be doing multiple episodes, mainly because I did miss last week, primarily because I wanted to kind of talk about the Game Awards. And once the Game Awards happened, you know, other stuff started happening. And because of that, I couldn't record my episode at that point. But you know what? To make up for it, I decided that I'll find a way to do multiple episodes this week. And we should have a special guest. If all things go well, we need to kind of find the time, coordinate some timings and everything like that. But either way, this week we will have multiple episodes. And of course, more videos will be going up on YouTube. I know the YouTube stuff has been a little slow, has been lagging behind. But trust me, it will be back. So with the Game Awards, it just happened last week. I believe it was Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. But Wednesday last week, we had the Game Awards. And it was weird and in my opinion a little problematic and when i mean problematic i mean that it does not really feel like an award show kind of showing what games can do showing how far this video game this art form has come but instead it was more of okay here's our award show but let me look at this other big award show you know being the golden globes and the oscar stuff like that let me look at this other industry, which is the film and TV industry, and let's try to get them and get that validation on our end. And I know I've kind of talked about this in the past, but it was more prevalent and just more obvious this time around. But overall, you know, it's great that they were able to kind of do this show and they were able to have all these people, you know, at the show and be there live and everything like that. You know, they, of course, you know, got a lot of celebrities in there that that was kind of where like i have no problem with celebrities being there it makes more sense to me if they were let's say in the game you know in a game that got nominated like giancarlo esposito or something like that but other times it just or, or their gamers themselves i totally get that you know maybe they want to come up and just kind of show their love and everything like that other times you can see it's like more of okay hey we got a sponsorship deal we got like some sort of a, an ad revenue stream going on with that specific you know company, studio, whatever it may be. But because of that, sometimes, you know, it just takes away from it. I get it. I get that the show has to make money somehow. And this is the way they do it. They have to make sure they're getting ads, be it gaming commercial, be it movie commercial, be it these movie stars coming up on the, uh, during the, the show to say something. And then, you know, using that to pivot into what they're doing and getting that ad revenue from there. Like, I understand that. But for us to kind of actually respect it, our form, like you don't, we don't think about that with the Oscars. You get what I'm saying, right? Like, you don't, we don't, we don't get that with the Grammys or, or the Golden Globes. It, it is honestly like it, obviously it's a different way of marketing that. There's like a different way where the show is basically purchased by a TV channel that's going to air it. And then the, that TV channel, of course, just runs ads in between. So there's no, you know, announcements and in between things of this award is sponsored by Toyota or stuff like that. Like, 
you know you don't have to do stuff like that in those i get like there's like a different way of doing it but for in for an art form that i really really love it just does not feel right and i know we have dice and gdc which is more which i in my opinion should be more looked up looked upon as the oscars and the golden globes for for gaming because they are more about the developers voting on these games it's more about no it's just about the award show it's not about the announcements and stuff like that and of course i love the announcements too it's not like i don't like these announcements i don't you know get excited about it of course i get excited about what they will announce that is on in all honesty the my primary reason of watching the show which is of course like sad in its own way but it's also because like when i watch the show i know that that's kind of what it's built upon you know you'll have an award and let's announce the winner in between an ad or something and it's just kind of like yeah, this game won this award. Here you go, whatever. Okay, keep moving on. And obviously, because of that, you, why would you be excited to watch the award show? Why would you be excited if something wins if they just throw it away like that? And it not, it, it's funny because the show is like three hours long. It was really, really long. Like, my obviously, I, I, I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way. I can't be the only one. I'm sure a lot of people, especially as this show kept, keeps getting bigger. I don't know how big it was this year. But as this show, obviously, is, is picking up steam. It is, I mean, a lot of gamers will kind of notice that, yeah, like it is more about the announcements. And we'll get to the announcement uh, in a bit. But, you know, if you do want to actually get us to be excited about the awards themselves and about these games, there has to be some sort of respect shown to these awards and to these games. You can't just simply just say out a name or say out a game randomly at some point and be like, yep, we're moving on. At the same time, I'm I'm glad that they end the show with Neil Druckmann giving the award for Game of the Year, which to me makes so much more sense than I believe last year it was Christopher Nolan or Keanu Reeves. I forgot who it was, but one of the two, one of them was the one that gave the Game of the Year award, and I'm like that makes no sense. I'm so glad they corrected that this year, but of course that's not the case throughout the award show. If you watched it, right, like it has to be a celebration of you know these gaming. Uh, developers and everything like that who have created these amazing art forms you know showing this love to one another passing on the torch in a sense and i think that's how it should be look with the announcement i can i can kind of get it that's probably one of the reasons why the oscars is you know kind of suffering in all honesty if the oscars start putting in there might be a reveal for a new movie that's coming out soon and it's the you know the new batman trailer if, if imagine we haven't seen batman so far or like the batman trailer wasn't announced and then the Batman trailer gets announced at the Oscars, right? A lot of movie fanatics and people who love films and TV and stuff like that would watch it because they're excited about that. I just wish, first of all, these announcements were toned down. And I just wish these announcements, other than, you know, if they do a trailer of like, like something new, I get it. But sometimes these trailers, all that stuff, like the PUBG trailer where it was going free to play, that's a game that's already been announced and they're just saying we're going free to play it's like a, it's purely a marketing ad thing and that's kind of where my issue lies it's nothing to do with the announcements as long as it's an announcement announcement for a new game or for a sequel or something like that something that gets you excited so that you're staying you're staying tuned in and you're watching i get that but as soon as it turns into hey we're gonna announce the battle pass hey we're gonna announce this game is free to play hey you know this game there's a dlc that you can buy really really soon like as, as soon as it turns into, hey, purchase this, versus, hey, get excited for this new thing, like, that's kind of when I, like, lose respect for it. So, 
this is kind of my opinion in terms of the problems. Let me know if you agree with that or not, right? You know, maybe I'm completely out of touch and this is the way, this is the way forward and I need to just kind of get used to it. In terms of the game announcement, we'll kind of move on to that now. It was weird because I was expecting more because I, I feel like I fall for this every time because Jeff Keighley, he's a great host and everything like that. And he's kind of the reason that we have this. And, and you know, he's the one that has kind of done a good job of getting so many celebrities and, and these film and uh, movie music, like all these big names in those industries, kind of being able to get them to this award show and, and kind of show that, hey, this gaming industry is really, really huge. You should show some respect to it in a sense, right? So like he has kind of done that, which is, which is great, but he does have a habit of really overselling the show. And this show was definitely one of those. Kind of, I remember like before the show, it was like, oh, we're going to have like a bunch of amazing like level announcements, stuff like that. And of course, you can anything can be amazing for you. And of course, it's his show. Why would he not say that? Like that's kind of his thing, right? And I fall for it every time. But in terms of the, the, the announcements, we'll kind of go from, like, should we go from, should we go backward or should we just go from whatever I see in front of me? Because I have a list on IGN. You know what? I'm just going to go from the list in front of me. Uh, because I know that they, they ended with this one. So it was the Matrix Awakens Unreal 5, Unreal Engine 5 experience demo thing. Uh, you can access it now if you have a PS5 or an Xbox series console. And like, it's just basically showing you how Unreal Engine looks and feels and everything like that. And of course has like the Matrix, you know, layer over it. It looks awesome. It looks great. I played a demo for a while. It's cool. It's just a demo, but they ended with it. And of course they ended with it because the new Matrix movie is coming out. Again, cross-promotion, all that stuff, money, 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 here you go, right? So that's kind of how it, the show ended. Like, kind of felt a little weird, but whatever. The one one big one, I think, was Star Wars Eclipse, which is a new action-adventure game. Action-adventure, I guess, more Detroit, Beyond... Uh, what, was it? what was it? Beyond Two Souls? Beyond Two Souls, heroine style, you know, game from Quantic Dreams. Uh, I really liked Detroit Become Human. I really liked Heavy Rain. I never played Beyond Two Souls. But they're making a Star Wars game. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it, how that, you know, how it plays, because it will be more story focused. And the good thing is that at least it won't be because I, I I'm already in love with you know phone order and stuff like that. So we have that Star Wars game already there, and when the new sequel comes out the, for Jedi Phone Order, I'll get that you know get that fix of being able to play a game like that. So I'm glad that they're kind of saying that you know what, let's actually do a game that is more focused on story. But the next big one, I think, was Alan Wake 2. It got officially announced. I think it was kind of like swirling around that with the Alan Wake Remastered coming out, that this was something that was being worked on, which is great, you know, but it is coming out in 2023. I should also say that the Star Wars Eclipse, apparently that's like a long ways away. And like, I'm, I'm never a big fan of that when they announce something and it's like, okay, it's gonna come out in like four to five years. Like, just wait, I guess, but whatever, you know, they, again, they got to announce it, make an announcement, you know, for the show and all that. But Alan Wake 2, that got announced. This one I'm pretty excited about. Wonder Woman game being made by the people that made Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. I really like those games. So I think this will be awesome. I'm pretty excited for this, actually. This should look cool. Again, like they just showed us in my trailer, which again, I'm not a big fan of. And I'm assuming this game is also not going to come out for like another couple of years. Other than that, they showed Suicide Squad gameplay, which was which looked good. Uh, I think after playing Garden of the Galaxy and really enjoying that, I'm actually kind of excited for this game now. I'm excited to see, you know, what they can actually do. It could actually be pretty fun. Um, as long as, you know, they don't force you to kind of have to play more multiplayer. I hope they kind of just give you control on each of the characters or you can choose who you want to be. But yeah, it could it could be fun. I'm I'm gonna look I'm looking forward to this actually. Uh, they also showed Halo the Halo TV series 
uh, which looks cool. I was hoping for like the Halo theme song, which I was surprised they didn't put in there, but maybe they're just saving that for the show. But it does look pretty cool. Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga, they showed some gameplay trailer for that. And it was like a boss fight sort of-ish thing. It looked really interesting. I mean, completely different from the first game. Uh, I mean, I wish they they just showed like bits and pieces of it. Like the gameplay looked very, I don't know, very segment. I don't, it's not even segmented. Like it's hard to explain. Just like, because they're trying to show a boss fight, but it wasn't really like that. It was, it just felt very... I don't know. I can't even find the right word for it. But you, I, I, you should definitely watch it and let me know what the right word for it would be. But like, it just didn't feel good, in my opinion. Like, it looks good and everything like that. I get that. Like, the game looks awesome. But like, that's not how. That's not the whole point of the game. Right? The point of the game is also to kind of give you maybe a, a good narrative experience or have amazing gameplay. In that case, like I saw the graphics and the narrative was I didn't I had no idea what was happening. And the gameplay did not like look fun. And I've played the first Hellblade, and like that obviously was really really good. So like obviously, let's see. I'm not gonna you know make any judgment on this. This is of course like just a trailer right now. This one was one of the last games that was shown um, at the show. It, it was called Ark Raiders. Um, it's made by people that worked at Dice, and it was basically a free to play game. Free to play game, and um, it's a PVE. It looks awesome. It's supposed to be for next gen only. It's coming out next year. And like again, like when I see free to play PvP PVE, like I don't know, I'm 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 a little skeptical. I mean, Halo has proven everyone wrong with you know when it comes to PvP itself, they've done a really good job. But when it comes to PVE, I don't know. I don't know if there's much. I mean, I know there's Warframe and stuff like that, and and that's something that they really had to work on for like like quite a bit. But again, looks cool. Like I I I don't know. I I just want more narrative focus like action adventure games. But again, like maybe that's not where the money is. You know, um, the next one was Forspoken. They announced the release date, which is May twenty fourth. So this is the the game that's being made by the people that made Final Fantasy fifteen from Square Enix. Looks cool. I'm not really fully invested in the story yet, but again, this is just trailers. I don't know, right? Until the game comes out, it might actually be pretty fun. Horizon Forbidden West, they showed gameplay again. Cool, we've seen it quite a few times now. Sonic, and they announced a new Sonic, and it actually looks pretty cool. Sonic Frontiers, it was basically like Sonic Breath of the Wild. And I'm actually kind of interested in, in watching this, or playing this, sorry, I should say. Uh, it actually looks pretty fun. So I'm, I'm, this is the first time I'm actually interested in a Sonic game after a very, very long time. Cuphead, they announced the DLC and they announced the release date. This this DLC has been in the works for I don't know how long. At this point, they should have just made Cuphead, Cuphead 2. I really like Cuphead, but I'm pretty excited for this DLC. It should be fun. I'll, I'm waiting for it. The next two is basically, one is made by like people that worked at Telltales and it was a Star Trek game. And I don't know, it really, it felt weird. Like it did, it looked high budget at points and it looked like I, I made it on like Adobe Premiere Pro at other points. I don't know what it was about it. Um, it's obviously a, a narrative-focused game if it is being made by people that worked at Telltale. So, you know, it could have like a really good story and, and choices and stuff like that. So I'm not going to make any judgment yet, but it, it was weird. It was like it was like in between. It was like either high budget or low budget. I couldn't tell, but it was it just didn't give me like the best feeling. Um, other than that, of course, uh, there's an actual Telltale game series coming out for The Expanse, which is a pretty big show on Amazon Prime. I think I watched... A couple of seasons or I think the first season I've watched but I, I just haven't followed through with it I, I definitely need to get back into it but they're working on a telltale series for that which should be pretty fun it should be it could be cool I don't know we'll see we'll see what it's like I think it's actually it's being published by telltale games it is being worked on by the people that worked on the life is strange games something like that but either way pretty interested in that 
Plague Tale Requiem, they showed it again. It's going to be released in 2022. We already know that. We already know that and stuff, you know. Um, I think other than that, there was like small, small stuff like Silent Hill Creator announced like a game called Slitterhead and it looked weird. It did not look scary. It did not look like the game. I couldn't tell what the gameplay was. I don't know. I just wasn't really into it. Uh, Saints Row, they showed more gameplay of it. Looked good. We've already seen quite a bit of it at this point. Um, I think they, ex-Bioware devs, they're pretty, they had a, a, they have, have a new game called Nightingale. It's like a survival-based game. It's going to coming on PC really soon. Um, and yeah, I think it's just taking a, a beat from Valheim and how popular that was. And you know, who knows? It might be good. Crossfire X, they showed that the, the single-player aspect of it being made or being worked on by Remedy is coming out on Xbox uh, on February 10th, which is awesome. So, I mean, it's being made by Remedy. I think that's going to be... I'm definitely in. I'm definitely going to check that out. I think other than that, it was a lot of the stuff was basically stuff that we already kind of knew about. I'm sure I missed stuff. I'm just kind of like flying through this. I'm just like looking at the time because it's, we don't have a lot of time. But there was actually one game I need to mention. Um, Annapurna, they, they, they showed a game. It's called Thirsty Suitors. And it's basically like kind of looking at like the South Asian family... And it's like an action RPG. It's basically about like they're like you're skating, and it's about it's basically Scott Pilgrim versus the World, like South Asian version. And obviously, I got excited. I'm South Asian, you know, so I'm pretty excited about that. So you know, for anyone there, like I, there's something that I always like get excited about, you know, being able to kind of see my people in a way in games and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited about this game. I will definitely uh, want to check this out at some point. And yeah, I think other than that, actually, Summer Will was another one being made by the people that made Inside. And I think that's pretty awesome. So like Summer will just check out the trailer. Like you'll get inside Limbo vibes. And I love both of those games. So, you know, both of those things, I'm pretty excited about that. And then I think, I, in my opinion, at least, there was nothing that really stuck out and stuff. But I'm sure I've missed a bunch of stuff. I, I think I've gone through basically the big ones in a sense. And just from that, you know, you can kind of tell that overall it was okay. It was not really, you know, anything big in my opinion. It didn't really like, you know, rock the world in my opinion. It was it was okay and i think that's the problem right because this is the the thing that's kind of been said of like oh there's gonna be game announcements and this and that but then you know why why wouldn't you just have five announcements throughout the show just only five right but each of those five announcements are huge again you make all these announcements and those ads and everything like that you get more money more views stuff like that right but this is just my opinion it'd be so much better if they could just cater it and be like only five announcements and it has to be big ones has to be big five announcements and that's it, you know, and like it'll, that'll be so much better and like each announcement will feel weighted and you'll get excited and at the same time then you'll actually be watching the show most of the time and not just kind of being bombarded by stuff that's going for you to play and stuff like that. So with that, we can kind of just talk about basically the winners uh, and in my opinion, the main ones that I want to kind of talk about is the game of the year, the game director, best game direction and best narrative. Obviously, you know, I, I like other stuff like best score, you know, best design, best indie game, all that stuff. But those are the three, like, in my opinion, the three big ones. Uh, there's, of course, like, acting and stuff like that, too. So we can kind of quickly talk about that as well. But Game of the Year went to It Takes Two. Awesome. I mean, Sav, Silva and I, we both love this game. We, like, really, really adore this game. We've platinum this game. We want to probably, we're probably going to play this again next year. It's going to be, like, that yearly game that we play. Um, I was surprised that it, it won. I, I honestly thought it would have been between... Dead Loop or Metroid Dread. Um, in my opinion, I really like Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. Both of those games are worthy as well. In all honesty, every single one of those games in that list, Dead Loop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, 
Russian Clank Rift Apart and Resident Evil Village, all of them are deserving of your time and all of them are game of the years in their own right. But I'm really happy that it takes two one and Joseph Farris won because he is an awesome director. For best game direction, it went to Deathloop director. Totally makes sense. Uh, what they've been able to achieve with that game, like I totally get it, you know, to have that direction and that mindset of like, how do we kind of do this, right? How do we make a game with this loop aspect, with this, uh, you know, loadout thing and being able to kind of fuse items in a way that you can use it in the next, like next stage, the next day, sorry. And basically doing this thing, we have to line stuff up. So you just go through a whole day and you can kind of get all your targets. Like it's really cool. Uh, I do like that idea. It's definitely deserving. For best narrative, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's pretty awesome because I've been playing that game and I've been really liking the story. Um, I haven't played Life is Strange True Colors and I know that's one of the other nominations. Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm really liking Guardians of the Galaxy and this definitely like kind of adds to that and adds to what I think that about that game because it is amazing. Like it actually is so, so good. It, it's a game that I feel like a lot of people are missing because it just kind of sl like slid in the rug. And a lot of people were thinking that, you know, it's not going to be good and stuff like that was being made by Square Enix and Square Enix doesn't have the best track record when it comes to Marvel properties. But with this one, at least they did a fantastic job. So I'm really happy. I'm really happy it's getting the, the love it deserves and I'm really, really enjoying it. So the other one that I kind of, I mean, I feel like we should kind of bring this up because in best RPG, Cyberpunk was nominated. It did not win. Tales of Rise won. But it was just interesting that it did get nominated. And like, I know I've said before that I will be, you know, playing it and everything like that. And I do want to play it. And I hopefully, you know, in January when they did kind of say um, that they will be getting the, you know, next gen patch and everything like that. I'll probably play it at, the, at that point. But, you know, like it's, it is cool that it got nominated, but Tales of Rise won. And Tales of Rise is a game that I definitely want to check out now, especially now that it has won. That's what happens sometimes. You know, sometimes you see these winners and I think that's like the big thing about these award shows is basically kind of, you know, getting these games in front of people that you might not have initially thought about or even thought about like checking out, you know. Uh, I know the Game Awards has kind of been the reason I checked out so many other games in the past. And I think The Walking Dead was one of those games that like I think I've, I heard about it and it won like the Game Award like way, way back and I checked it out and I was like, okay, yep, this is one of the best games ever. We really enjoyed it. Um, other than that, obviously I'm not, I'm, I'm like taking, uh, going to a tangent, but best performance, it went to Maggie Robertson from Resident Evil Village. She of course played Lady Dimoresk, awesome performance. She went up against like people from Deathloop, Giancarlo, um, I think Life is Strange, Erika Mori. Uh, in my opinion, Jason E. Kelly in Deathloop was awesome. Like I feel like he could have won. And of course, also Oziyama uh, Akaga. Uh, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. I, I really apologize. Who played Juliana. And yeah, like even she was awesome. But like, yeah, I mean, I think all of them did a great job in terms of the their acting ability and everything like that. And of course, I, I haven't played Life is Strange, but I definitely will check that out. And with that, we can kind of end the show there. So I know it was a smaller episode. It's mainly because I will be having another episode coming out this week. I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts about the Game Awards. Uh, I obviously want to know what you think, what you think about the winner, the game announcements, and what you think about what I kind of noted before about my problem with the Game Awards and what they can possibly do to improve it. And of course, just kind of build it in a way that it is more about, you know, showing respect to our, this art form, rather than kind of like, you know, just making this, making it this ad machine in a sense. Uh, I would love to know everyone's thoughts. I should also mention that I know my mic and stuff like, dips down and up and stuff like that it's really weird i use this uh, free software to record my mic and everything like that called audacity i'm pretty sure a lot of people have used this in the past and i've used this a lot of times and it's weird because 
it, it ha started happening recently. I don't know if it's like an update or something or what happened exactly or what setting I've messed up because when I record using this mic that I have, the, the Blue Yeti, when I use this to record on like another software or when I'm streaming, anything like that, there's like no issues with the audio. So I mean, that itself kind of tells you that, okay, like there's something to do, it's something to do with this software specifically. And I, I'm hoping I can figure that out at some point, but I do apologize if it kind of dips and, and stuff like that. I, I just hope that everyone can kind of hear me properly. I'll definitely kind of keep working on that and keep drilling around with the, with the settings on this one. So thank you so much, everyone. I will see you next time. Bye.